Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. We got a lot to get to. A lot to get to. You know, it's it's always interesting to me on how... Matthew Wolf kind of nailed something there, um, and it actually relates to a lot of different things that we cover. I, I was... Uh, Dan Byer, I know you're, for people who don't know, Dan, uh, obviously kind of our golf guru, he went down to Torrey on Friday, um, and you can hear his show on weekends, you're on Fox Sports Radio, Did were you able to listen to to Matthew Wolf who joined us earlier? Yeah, and I, I knew it was a, a, a bit of a topic, it was, it was talked about at Torrey, and even some players were weighing in on it, but but yeah, so I, I was able to hear his comments. Tell me your takeaway. Um, I, I mean... Absolutely refreshing, and to have someone so willingly uh, talk about the struggles that uh, they had and the uh, lack of passion that they had for that game for a guy who's what twenty two years old, yes, um, was was amazing. And you can you can tell just in the interview on how well liked he is and what a good young man he is. But to have that sort of wherewithal and presence and to understand what he needed to do for himself is I don't think in a lot of people that age. Well, there there are there's a similarity there to him and um I know oh, te- uh, te- tennis player um, Naomi, Osaka. Naomi uh, Osaka, right? Naomi Osaka. Now, Naomi's had more success obviously. Um but similar age, right? And she, you know, she needed to need to take time away. My issue with Naomi Osaka was not all that. It was that, like, she was like, kind of, at first, she was kind of blaming the media. Like, look, you have something going on. Take all the time you need. Like, we, we get it. So maybe it's something about their generation where they kind of, they get it. Right? Like, I'll, I'll give you an example. My son left for summer camp today. Not basketball camp, like summer camp. One that he's gone to for, I think this is the fifth summer that he's gone to. And 
I mean, he's been hooping hardcore. I mean, even when things were shut down, we were we were playing in warehouses and wherever. You know, like he was just he's been all about it. And he was just like, Look, I just I want a break. Not necessarily from basketball, like just everything going on. Like I just I just want to be with a bunch of boys in a cabin and not have somewhere I gotta be. You know? I was like, I dude, I get it. And and I I didn't have that when I was twelve. I didn't I couldn't do that. You know? I just whatever somebody said to be, that's where I was. It's actually I think one of the hard things about being an athlete is you're so used to somebody telling you what to do, where to do it, and how to do it. Right? Then you, you like you, you get done playing, you're like, okay, now what do I do? You go to the gym, you're like, I have no motivation to work out. I I don't want to I had to be forced to do it for so long. Even if I love my sports, all the other stuff, right? But there was something that he said, or a bunch of things that he said are interesting. We'll, we'll play it back for you. What, what part do you have? I just, I don't even know what you guys. Oh, here's his first answer. We were talking about him, him uh, stepping back, stepping away from golf for two week, two months. I think it was just a little bit of a reset for me. I felt like I was playing um, pretty bad golf and uh, was really hard on myself, getting really down on myself and just wasn't enjoying the game. And um, I was going in some pretty dark places and, it's not even, you know, before I even showed up for the week, just being like, why am I here? You know, just really bad, you know, just a bad place. And, you know, the first couple, I'd probably say month, month and a half, I really didn't even golf. I just was talking to the people closest to me and inside my circle and, you know, trying to enjoy, you know, and be happy again, just enjoy life. And, um, you know, there's much more to life than just golf. And um, I think that I was starting to play so much and, not see the results that I wanted that I started to connect my happiness with my results. And, uh, you know, it's great when it's going good, but it, you know, when it's going bad, it can get you in some pretty, some pretty dark places. And so, so that last part is really interesting. I mean, the whole thing is interesting. Okay. I'm not trying to understand like the whole thing is, is like you, what am I doing here? I'm not going to win. Why am I here? Right. Um, <clears throat> So there's there's a little bit of I mean the I, I think the the common term used to be burnout right, but the part at the end that was interesting to me and it relates to like legacies that we establish for NBA players based upon playoff success is we're so result oriented, right? Like who was the best player in the Nets Bucks series? It was Kevin Durant and it wasn't particularly close. No, he did not make the last shot he took. Matter of fact, it was an air ball. And they lost. They couldn't make a shot. He turned it over at times in overtime. Like, all of those things. If if we're result-oriented, you're like, the result was they lost. Process-oriented is like, look what they were able to do despite the fact that didn't have Kyrie, didn't have Harden half the series, didn't have Spencer Dinwiddie at all. Like, all these things they didn't have. I had actually a, a great discussion with one of my parents of one of my kids I coach in AU basketball. He's 12. And that team lost a game in a tournament where they were down one and he made one of two free throws. Worst overtime, they lost in overtime. And I said, you know, did you talk about the miss or did you talk about the make? And they're like, well, we talked about both. And I was like, well, that's fine. I was like, but it's important to point out that he missed the first, he made the second. That second one's way harder to make if you miss the first. So even though it it's you may think, hey, your son could have won us the game and we lost because he missed a free throw. The fact was, it wouldn't have gone overtime had he not made the second free throw. But I, I look at this the NBA stuff and I'm like, okay, so is is Chris Paul a better player now than he was before they beat the Lakers? Look, they weren't beating the Lakers if Anthony Davis was healthy. I, I don't believe they're beating the Lakers. And I'm not totally convinced they're beating the Nuggets if Jamal Murray is healthy. Now, neither of those things happened, and they did, in fact, advance, and now they're up one game to none. I think Chris Paul is great, whether he wins a title when he doesn't win a title. But isn't it interesting that somehow now, like, he'll break through some invisible barrier if they win a championship, knowing full well they didn't play a healthy Lakers, 
They're playing the Clippers without their best player. They're not going to get the most talented team in the East in the Nets. And we'll see who they play in the finals. But if he wins, nobody cares. It's we're result-oriented, which is exactly what Matthew Wolf was talking about. You can't be result-oriented in sports because there's just too much failure in it. Too much failure. And I think there's a certain level of uh, brilliance and there's a certain understanding of how the world works if you can focus on process instead of result. Um, here's some more Matthew Wolf. There's definitely people that, you know, have, have recommended it and been like, hey, if you're not enjoying the games, like, don't, you know, don't play. Like, you don't have to play. Look, you know, I won, and now I have the luxury of having time to stay on tour and figure my, you know, my ups and downs out and get more acclimated out here. And, um, you know, I'm fortunate to have that time. And But, you know, if you would have heard me, you know, people were telling me that, and I would have been like, I can't, I can't, I can't do this. I can't just stop playing. Like, you can't just do that. Like, and that's my, that was where my head was at. You know, I just, it's in the middle of the season. I'm not supposed to stop. I mean, everyone's playing here. No one's going to take time off. That's for the off season. I'll figure stuff out in the off season. But I really got to a point where I was, you know, I was just struggling, like even finding any confidence or even like wanting to go out there and play and like compete, like my, my edge and my, you know, my enjoyment, my happiness all involved, like around the game of golf just totally went away. And I was like, you know, even though I'm loving, you know, the life that I live and, you know, I make a lot of money or, you know, I have all these opportunities to travel and stuff like that. I know my happiness is more important than all that. Hmm. And look, we, we kind of, as people have to figure all that out, right? Like we have to figure out how we can find that same balance as people. It's a very, very difficult thing to find. And here's, you know, Matthew Wolf, 22 years old, who's figured out it's about result, not about process. I mean, it's about process, not about result. It's a pretty fantastic thing. And I think we should look at that in how we look at some of these athletes. Right? How we look at some of these athletes. We, we have to look at it that way. We cannot look at it who won and who lost. How'd you play? How'd you play? Um, we are the dumbest generation of human existence. Or at least American sports fan existence. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Do you love Selena? Like really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. 
the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Mm, 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 mm. So, let me get this straight. The Phoenix Suns are now putting out PSAs that says fans shouldn't hit other fans, right? Ramos is like, wait a second, I have a baby. He's hasn't yet been in preschool, but I always thought that not hitting and not biting, that was part of, like, preschool, right? Wasn't it? Yeah. Um... My, there was a kid named Beckett who was in my son's preschool and he was a biter. He was a biter. My son never forgot that. Never forgot. that. So there's the sons in four guy. We know who sons in four guy is. Does he have a name and it doesn't actually matter. He's the guy who grabbed, I call him bad fade Jokic, even though he wasn't wearing Jokic's jersey, right? He was wearing, um, uh, what's his name? The kid who got hurt. Uh, oh God. Jamal Murray. Right, he's, he's bad fade Jamal Murray. He he's he had like the Caesar cut with a terrible fade, and he and his buddy were looked like they were trying to throw down, and then he threw a little sucker punch in there, got grabbed and ragdolled and punched, and then he put out some fake interview or something on social media like, "No, dude, I didn't get I didn't get my my nose broken. I just got a scratch." Okay, whatever. So Suns and Four Guy became like a quasi celebrity. Devin Booker left him tickets. He got good seats. He looked like like uh, the the stepbrother of Thunder Dan Marley. That's what he looked like, right? wearing an old Steve Nash jersey. So here's the problem with the Suns. How are you going to reward a guy for uh, for basically for speed bagging a guy, right? Right? How are you going to reward a guy for speed bagging a guy? And then there's another fight or five fights or something in the stands. You're like, you know, now enough is enough. We got to stop having fights in the stands. Like, what did you expect to have happen? What did you expect to have happen? Explain, please. I, I'm all ears. What did you expect to have happen? So. I look at it and I'm thinking to myself, geez, we are the dumbest generation of people. We're just dumb. And I know that like our parents' generation, right? Like the old, uh, what's the old, uh, at the vet where the Eagles play, they actually have a, a jail in the stadium. And of course, Philadelphia famously threw snowballs at Santa Claus or fake Santa Claus. Sorry, kids. Um, on the sidelines. So I understand that fan unruly behavior is nothing new. And a lot of this is just social media. But do we really need... Think about think about our generation, right? Now, previous generations didn't have seatbelt laws. That's dumb. Didn't have helmet laws. That's dumb. All right? I mean, look, they used to smoke on airplanes. And if you travel overseas, you do. <laughs> 
I don't know, oxygenated cylinder 30,000 feet above the earth. Lighting a match seems like a good idea to somebody, right? But our generation knows, this is why our generation, and I'm putting myself in it. I'm not one of those guys that like, look, I'm a sports radio host. I do college basketball and NBA basketball and other sports on TV, but I am technically a media member. I'm not one of those guys who go, the media, like, dude, you're in the media. I am in the media. I'm not one of these guys who go, your generation and this, no, our, I'm part of it. The adults right now. So 30 to 50s, right? We're idiots. Not because we're not making some of the same mistakes of our fathers, but we have all the knowledge possible. I, I don't, I told you with the vaccinations. It's like, it was very easily described to me. It's like, none of these people seem to understand that, you know, polio is a vaccine. Polio had to get a vaccine, got a vaccine, went away. That's what we got to do. But it's like, we think we know more than people who clearly know more than us. We still fight in the stands. Really? Really? I mean, I'm not even going in on grown man wearing a, wearing a jersey in the stands. That in and of itself, like, I don't know if you're going with it. I feel like hockey sweater is okay, but NBA tank top jersey, not okay. I don't know. Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm too harsh. Um, but, and and, you know, like some of it we can excuse away to baseball because it's so boring and you're drinking a ton of beer and it's hot out there. But like who talks trash about somebody else or somebody else's baseball team in a baseball game? Hey, Kershaw, you suck. Want to fight over that? I don't. How does that? I'm not sure. I think we're the dumbest generation, though. We have all this info. It's like vaping. Like, I can't believe vaping's bad for you. What do you mean? We were told from birth that smoking will kill you. They didn't say, well, it's only smoking cigarettes, did they? No, you're putting smoke into your lungs. Not good for the human body. We have all of this knowledge. And we still do stupid stuff. Like get into fights at basketball games because somebody didn't like our team. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Developing story in college basketball is a secret recording of a private meeting between Wisconsin men's basketball coach Greg Gard and the seniors from last year's team was leaked and released to the Wisconsin State Journal. In the meeting, the players discussed their feelings of disconnect with the head coach. Gard did release a statement saying he believes they are all better having gone through challenging moments, but was incredibly disappointed that the audio was recorded and then leaked to the press Creighton put on two years probation but won't face a postseason ban after a former assistant was tied to the FBI probe of bribery and fraud in college hoops Doug back to you do we know who recorded it no and there was a two-hour meeting and about 37 minutes of the uh, meeting were sent to uh, the paper so it was it was an edited recording as well is that a two-party state What's that? A two-party two-party um, state means that yeah. that that he has to consent to it being recorded to be recorded. Um, I you know what? Even uh, living there for is that long, Wisconsin, a two. I sorry, state. Uh, Wisconsin two-party state. No, it, um, it's a single-party consent state. So no, he did not have to know for it to be legally. That's that's why they could publish it. Huh. Huh. So unlike Julio Jones and Shannon Sharp, California is a two-party state. Plus, it was live on air. So there's there are states, plenty of states that are two-party states, which is technically violating you know state law. So what all was they just said it was, they were disconnected? Was there any anything juicy in there? Oh well, they, some of the senior, you know, one of the seniors said, "Why did I come back? For, you know, for this year, I feel like it's a wasted year." Uh, some said, uh, you know, one player said that you know he's been at Wisconsin for five years and he's from uh, Georgia and doesn't feel that he was uh, that this is his home away from home. Some felt that they feel the coach doesn't care, um, you know, about 
them as as people are players. Uh, some say they point fingers, or that guard points fingers at the players for losses. Those were some of the grievances aired uh, on that recording. Yeah, Nate Reavers. I will get to this uh, upcoming. Let's let's welcome in Mike Sando. He joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Mike, how are you? Pretty good. I didn't really thought of that. Remember when guys had the camera on in the locker room yeah. and got some of it? I mean, imagine if that happened in an NFL team meeting anyway. Hopefully no, it I, I mean, I, it's, it's, it's one of those things which is really weird. Like, is some of this telling? It's very telling. It's very telling. On the other hand, like, look, part of the nature of being a coach is you have to, you have to be connected but slightly disconnected. You can't... You know, you can't be huggy and feely with everybody. You know, you got to coach. But the idea that you would record a conversation with your coach. In context, you know, you could easily, because everyone on a team has a beef about something, right? I mean, we don't do it all the way that every player wants to do it, right? Yes. So everyone has a thing they think should be done differently. So, man, hopefully you put the team first. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be... Going to be very, very interesting. Uh, uh, Mike Sando works for The Athletic. Uh, he's the, the Football GM podcast. And, um, and what's your guess on who Tom Brady was talking about when he was on, what was it called, The Shop, Ramos? We have that? He was yeah. On, he was on The Shop, and he had this to say about one of the teams he was considering going to in free agency one of the teams and they weren't interested at the very end i was thinking you're sticking with that mother (laughs) okay so here are the teams that are possible right tampa but he went there so i had them miami um let's see here there's the bears there's the chargers there's the raiders there's the niners and uh, that's what i got am i missing any other teams some of my so I'm going to tell you I'll tell you up front that to me the Titans are the most logical one but Titans. like to me the Chargers don't fit they drafted Herbert I mean there's no expectation the Colts don't fit because they didn't stick with anybody they went and got Rivers who I'm sure Brady respects even though he knows he's better than Rivers that's a respectable decision um, you know the Raiders could fit they stuck with Carr but. You know, the Bears certainly, with Trubisky, I don't know how deep they were in it in the end. The 49ers could be Garoppolo, but Brady and Garoppolo share the same agent. I don't think that he would be exasperated to find out what the 49ers are going to do. Wouldn't he have a good deal for that? So for, for me, the Titans make sense because they were the team that actively re-upped with their guy, right? I mean, they they could have gone in another direction and decided before, if I remember before free agency, didn't they do a new deal with Tannehill? They did. And so, to me, that would be the team that stuck with them. If we're just, if we're just parsing the words that are said, right? I mean, it's, it's a really quick snippet. Um, that, would make, that would fit the criteria the most to me. And you could also see him speaking that way, frankly, with someone like Mike Rabel, right? He's kind of a contemporary, um, you know, a buddy of his. And organizationally, they may have said, hey, you know what? We had a good thing going with Ryan here. We don't want it to start over. Um, we're going to do this. Couldn't you see Brady going? You're going to stick with, you know, that sort of thing. So I don't know. You, do you buy that? I mean, that's just that's just tea leaves a little I, bit. I take the Niners, I, because okay. because I you know look, he clearly had an issue with Jimmy G trying to take yeah. his job, and he saw how poorly Jimmy G played in the second half of the Super Bowl. They considered it, and the Niners supposedly are ones that they kicked the tires and like, yeah, we're good. We're going to stay put. I think it's the Niners. Oh, and and the 49ers make a ton of sense because that we know that's where he really wanted to always go his whole career. So yeah, yeah, I would buy that if I had to. If I had to bet it, I would say the 40. I agree with you on 49ers. I flipped I think you. I flipped him. I flipped him. I flipped Mike Sando has uh, has good. flipped to orange. He joins us here on the Doug yeah. Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. I saw where uh, you and a couple others you had to predict what would happen with Aaron Rodgers. You predicted he would report <laughs> before. Before training camp starts or before training camp ended? I kind of think it, he'd report before the season. You know, that, that's sort of where I'm at. I, I think that he wants to punish them, and he's taking delight in doing that. And I think that they're an old-school team that's probably not going to finesse it to get him back sooner. But in the end, I think his ability to – I think he'll push it as far as he can without hurting his legacy. And so to me, it, to me, it just makes the most sense for everybody. 
to trade him next offseason. They can maximize the value. They can know the picks with the order of the draft. They can have a better feel for what they've got in their guy if Jordan Love does have to play. And it's probably easier for Rodgers to have some input, too, because teams, let's face it, right now it's harder to clear the decks and bring in a big salary, change to a new quarterback, all of that. So that's why I'm kind of betting that he eventually comes in and, and this is it for him in Green Bay after this year. It's Doug Gottlieb's show here on Fox Sports Radio. Regardless of how it goes? Uh, regardless of how the season goes? Yes. No, I mean, uh, look, if he's the MVP again, right, they're going to be in the same conundrum, and who knows? Uh, you know, would they potentially give up on Jordan Love? I don't know. But I think it's very strongly, I would lean very strongly to, to this being his last year. Do you, do you think, and I know you know the Seahawks so well, mm-hmm. uh, my working hypothesis is, that among the things that upset Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers is not just that they didn't get to a Super Bowl, but that Tom Brady did, right? And it's oh, yeah. it's like, look, Tom Brady, I mean, Antonio Brown only worked out with two different guys, Tom Brady and Russell Wilson, and I'm guessing Seattle's like, yeah, we can't really do that, right? Just too much too much baggage, can't do it. And, um, and, and Aaron Rodgers, you shake hands with that guy, and you're like, are you kidding me? I lost to this guy? I think that Tom Brady is a a and his success is a big portion of why they're so upset with their current franchises. You know, I think that that is a, a tipping point. I think it pushed Wilson over the edge because he came out right after the Super Bowl. There's no question he was at the Super Bowl, sitting there watching it. So I don't think that uh, I think he carried feel, these feelings into it, but that it all came to a flashpoint then. I don't think the Seattle organization nixed him on Antonio Brown, though. I think Antonio Brown used Russell Wilson, used the Seahawks to get uh, Tampa Bay to move, and that's where he was going all along. He was actually in Tampa Bay when he was talking to the Seattle, was my understanding. So I don't think that was necessarily a trigger, but it was symbolic of just adding on to, to this idea that Tom Brady, frankly, has been rubbing in everybody's face, too. Ah, oh, it's great. Love it here with Bruce Arians. And then Bruce Arians is even like, oh, yeah, we, we give Tommy a tape of all the guys that are coming out of the draft. He's great. Like, like he's really picking the players, right? I mean, but they're, they're like, playing into this. I think it's driving the other guys nuts. It, it, it really is driving the other guys nuts. And also keeping some of these guys playing because they see his success late and they think, well, if he can do it, I can do it. Absolutely. I mean, imagine any of us that have, you know, your peers, and if, if the other people that do what you do were getting all these things that you wanted and flaunting it in your face, you'd, you'd have some feelings, right? And if you happen to make $35 million a year, you might verbalize those feelings and feel like, you know, dang it, make it happen. This should be for me. Mike Sando joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, you know, I, I, I saw this that... Uh, uh, obviously, the news yesterday was that Carl Nassib came out as gay, and I I feel like we've reached the point where it's not that big a story. I mean, I, it is, and it isn't. I, I just and 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 honestly, I almost feel like if you led with it and made a big, that actually is the counter to what we want the ultimate reality to be, which is, hey, it's okay, we can keep playing football, not a big deal, personal preference. Are, uh, in your mind, and you know this game a lot better than I do, and you've been covering it a lot longer, do you think we've reached that point to where it's a story, but not that big a story? I do think that we that is a it is a big deal that it's not a bigger deal. But I don't think that I, at least personally, can fully appreciate or even articulate what it really does mean to someone who might be under tremendous stress about something that's fundamental to their identity but it's concealed from the public and even their loved ones out of fear. So think of it from that person's standpoint. This is huge. And so to the extent that we can appreciate what that means to them, I think it informs our opinion then of, uh, of how big it really is. And I think with most things like this, you know, you bridge the otherness by knowing who it is. And so when this is happening, um, you know, there's nobody attacking Carl Nassib, right? Because he's known to be a good dude, and he's a good football player, and everybody likes him. So it immediately put a face to something, um, I think, in a really good and, and positive way. And the reaction has been positive, and hopefully this helps somebody who really needs the help, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would. I, I think that's the, that's the that's the point that 
he was making, and yeah. it's a good one. Um, and I do think that we're in a pretty good place where it's not nearly as big a thing as it may have been previously. But I don't know if it feels that way to people yeah. who are gay who have yet to come out. I don't. I don't. I don't know that for a fact. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Mike Sandoz, our guest, covers the NFL for the Athletic. Of course, covered the Seahawks for years. He, he's. This is not his first rodeo. Um, okay, we're kind of in this lull spot before it gets real. Are we taking into account enough how different the season may look with a 17th game? Stick with me for a second. It's not just that they're adding another game. A lot of these games are like made-for-TV games. So you're adding another game, and you're adding another very, very competitive game for the elite teams. Are Do you think that we have any true understanding yet of what that does to the teams once we get to the 18th game, which is the playoffs? No, but I think it's probably overrated if we think it's a huge deal. I mean, just go back. I mean, the, the seasons used to be 12 games, 14 games, 16 games. I don't remember, like, when I talk to people who played in the 70s, they're not like, well, you know, it was to, once we changed to six, four, 16 games in 78, I mean, that really changed everything. You know, I think for most of us, it changes, okay, what does a thousand yard season mean? You know, those sorts of things. But um, certainly for some players, it's going to be more of wear and tear, but players are also doing less than they used to do. It's a much more specialized game. There's guys playing only a handful of snaps in some cases. Obviously, no one's going you know, two ways, or your starters aren't playing a ton of special teams even necessarily. In a lot of cases, there's not two-a-day practices. The off-seasons are being pushed back against. I think they maybe did get to be too much. You know, So I think there's ways that it evens out. And, and look, just to play football now means – you're not going to be absolutely knocked unconscious repeatedly during the season because the hitting isn't what it used to be either. So I think it balances out in its own way, and and it'll be okay. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, we haven't really seen anything like what Tampa's looking like. They, they, their whole team is back, and it's going to be fascinating. Are we sure they're going to be better? Well, I think we're sure they're going to be good, and we don't really know if they're going to win the Super Bowl because, not that it's a random thing, but, I mean, what are the odds that they would win it last year, right? I mean, even the exact same team, if they played last season five times, did they win the Super Bowl once, twice? Well, that's pretty darn good odds if you're winning at 40% or 20% of the time of your chances, but it doesn't mean that if you're 5% better the next year that you happen to win it, right? It still may only be a 10 or 15% chance that they win it, so... There's no question in my mind that they, they should be better offensively over the course of the whole year of just cohesiveness and figuring it out. They were better the second half. They're going to add a couple. they got the running back situation, I think, set up better to, to facilitate Brady. So I think they're going to be just as good with just as good of a chance of winning the Super Bowl. But just remember, last year it wasn't a 100% chance they won it. It's only a 100% chance in retrospect after they won it. Um, so that's kind of how I see it. Mike, great stuff. Awesome catching up with you. Thanks so much for your perspective. Thank you. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. 
The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Usually do this first hour of the show, but we flip-flops and stuff. So, whatever, you'll enjoy it. It's called Game Time. Game Time! This is Game Time. It's Game Time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Dan Byer, what do you got? Byer, Doug, the game today is... Rank up. All right, rank the teams with the best chance to win the NBA title. The four remaining, we'll do a top four here, because there's only four. The teams with the best chance to win it all. Uh, okay, number four, the Hawks. Super young team, talented team, but uh, not as much a buyer into them as maybe I should be. I just, they're also down a guy, right? Like, it, it kind of doesn't even get discussed. It feels like, does anybody ever mention that they're losing, that they don't have a, a, uh, I think a very effective weapon and a guy who not only can score but defend multiple positions um, in DeAndre Hunter. Like it does, it feels like no one has mentioned in DeAndre. And and they don't have Cam Reddish, who, who could become healthy, right? 
So you don't have two small, two hybrid forwards. That's gonna. I'm gonna put Hawks at four. Clippers don't have Kawhi, and they're the Clippers. We'll put them at three. Bucks don't have Dante Divincenzo, and their best player can't shoot. They're at two. And the Suns, well, they don't have Chris Paul, but it's not because as of now he's not healthy. He should be fresh, rested, and healthy. Suns at one, mostly because they're the healthiest team. Suns swept the regular season series from the Bucks, so winning two very close games between the teams, including one that went into overtime. All right, tonight is draft lottery. NBA draft lottery takes place tonight. Uh, there's still ways that we could correct correct that. But, uh, Doug, looking ahead to the NBA draft, rank the top three prospects in order as we find out who's going to have the number one overall pick. So you want three to one or one to three? Uh, do, th- uh, do one to three. That's fine. I think it's probably easier. Um, yeah, Cade Cunningham won. Uh, again, versatility, 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 and a talented lead, kind of alpha score. I would put Evan Mobley, too. He's just gigantic and also versatile. He can block shots and shoot threes out of USC. And then Jalen Suggs, the point guard from Gonzaga, three. We'll see who gets lucky tonight. Doug, rank the three schools that you think will benefit the most from an expanded college football playoff bunch of different ways we could go with this one but the three schools that you think will uh, benefit the most uh okay i'm gonna go with texas usc and uh, georgia texas usc Mm -hmm. and georgia and and the thinking is like texas and oklahoma oklahoma's going right now the best program in the big 12 texas trying to get back relevant I think they will, and you don't actually have to beat Oklahoma now to get in. SC with Oregon, and there's always a Stanford or whatever. But I, and also SC is a team that usually bites off more than they can chew in the non-conference, only recovering conference play. And then Georgia, you know, they can't beat Alabama, so I'd put Georgia there. All right, Doug. Seeing a lot of the Olympic trials going on right now, and I more than likely will probably ask this next month when the Tokyo Games are going on. But rank your three favorite summer Olympic sports to watch. Sporting events, you mean? Yeah, yes, sporting events. Um, three fair to watch. You know, we got swimming, track and field. Don't need you know one hundred meter versus four hundred meter. Oh. Any okay. of that stuff. Well, I'm glad you pointed out because I was going to say 100 meters probably like was what right there. Sure. Um, I don't like the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> I don't like. The, I like. Uh, I watch. I like the 100 meter dash. They're super fast. I genuinely believe most of these dudes are on something that they shouldn't be on. It's the women as well. And I don't know, there's there's also no rival there anymore. I guess, like, am I supposed to not like Russia again? Yeah, but they were cheating so bad before. Yeah. <laughs> China's like... Not I would say gymna- gymnastics is one. Swimming? Those seem yeah, to be the two. I've never been that big into swimming. It's like, yeah, they swim fast. I mean, it's, they're amazing. You know, my problem is, I just last summer learned to dive, and I, I can't do the... What's the like the flip thing where they push off the wall? Can't yeah, like do the it. turn. Yeah. The yeah. turn. I can't do the turn. So a little bit of amazement. I'll go gymnastics one, two. Diving? Uh, what are, you know? The only thing worse than track is field, right? Know what they say? <laughs> uh, basketball two. And uh, skateboarding, uh, three. Uh, what about th- three on three basketball? Remember that's uh, yeah, no. making. Surfing, there's uh, that's that's coming as well. All right, Doug, you touched on it earlier. Please watch us. Rank your three favorite. Who wants attention more, LeBron dunking in warmups at his son's AAU event, <laughs> or the Olympics saying like, "Sure, we'll do surfing and skateboarding." Uh, rank your three favorite cartoons. Ooh, ah, um, I told you what number one is, right? Wiley Coyote. Oh, wait, wait. Does does. Simpsons and South Park just sure. count? Yeah. Okay. Simpsons is the goat. Um, South Park, the movie, the first 45 minutes are about as funny as anything you've ever seen. And then The Roadrunner with Wiley Coyote, Super Genius. That's game time. 
That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. There's another one. Something in Morty is like Alex and Morty or Rick and Morty. Yeah, it is not, not for kids. But my kid is the one who said, "You ever watch Rick and Morty? It's really funny." I'm like, "Whoa, you watch this?" Futurama also not necessarily for kids. Like that one as well. Teaches them science, you know. Yeah, <laughs> teaches them science. That's what it does. Yeah, that's the ticket. That's the ticket. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening.